morning everyone morning world morning coffee listeners carl here thanks for tuning in to a comedian called carl drinking coffee i have some breaking news um i have received new coffee beans the round hill roastery subscription i have arrived uh this time i was uh actually in when they delivered it's not like last time when we had uh post office depot gate cracked them open i've not tried them yet i've just made it um i'm very excited to try these they're, they are called eco agricola they're from brazil mate yes please home of samba um so i'm about to try the eco agricola coffee for the first time let's have a let's have a little see it smells delicious by the way talks about its tasting notes it says it's citrus nougat strawberries and cream which sounds mental but i actually smell the beans and i've definitely got a whiff of nougat <laughs> all right let's see what it's saying holy shit that's really nice it's really nice actually it's very interesting it's definitely um you know i wouldn't say that's for the faint-hearted you know, if you're a if you're a tea wanker, <laughs> you know this is. I think I reckon these beans are for the hardcore coffee prick. Do you know what I mean? Somebody like myself, when you're ordering in beans and grinding them yourself, all oh, they are nice. Anyway, um, new beans, new era. Let's say that. I last episode I was talking about how I woke up um, late. You know, because I had a dodgy night's sleep. I think I've had a little bit of a response to that. Quite an extreme response. Last two days I woke up so early. Um, yesterday I woke up at 6am. And then today I was up at 7.15. Which isn't early for a lot of people. If you've got real jobs and real lives. But when you're a comedian. I was gigging last night. You know, I didn't get off stage until probably knocking on 10pm. Came home and then... Yes, you know, my hours I keep are different. But I still like to get up, you know. I like an 8am rise. But yeah, last two days it's been like proper cracker dauntings. Mm. This lovely Robin just um, has just entered into my... Sort of the bit of the garden that my desk looks out onto. It's lovely. It's having a little set on a wooden beam. They're lovely little birds, aren't they? Robins. You know, sort of Christmas card birds, aren't they? growing up they were always the ones you know when you get a quite and this is going to sound quite harsh you know when you buy an old school charity shop christmas card you know pack of 25 all the money's going to like um the red cross or something them cards you know the, they're the ones you should be buying you know, all the money is going to a good cause or most of the money uh but that being said the design of those does tend to leave um leave you wanting you know it's always a bit of glitter robin or a moody old painting of santa or something uh, oh he's just hovering the robin is hovering oh that's nice what's he looking at he just flew up to over towards uh, a wall that's got some sort of ivy on it and then he just hovered briefly like a like a hummingbird i didn't know robins could do that well you learn something new every day, don't you? 
or you don't some people don't I'm sure there's some people who haven't learned anything new for fucking years mate <laughs> so I suppose that mantra should be try and learn something new every day shouldn't it hey hey um, I uh, I'm off to Nottingham today what's everyone's thoughts on Nottingham I uh, and this probably has something to do with my brother living there who you know we are we're seven years age difference he's older you know we're not sort of you know close in the sense of you know some people are really tight with their siblings but because we were so different in age we just grew up in almost in different worlds you know different it didn't feel like uh, there was any anything really binding us other than our blood but we still would get on we've also you know we get on well we don't have a there's no negative thing which sometimes happens with siblings that are too close they end up falling out a lot and things mm. but Nottingham he's lived in Nottingham for years and I have always had a soft spot for Nottingham it's sort of that there's parts of the Midlands I think get a unnecessary bad like chat about you know people like sort of they're almost said in a sarcastic oh where are you from Derby or no, Leicester or something as if like the Midlands I think it's lovely I think it's a lovely part of the uh, United Kingdom and Nottingham for me actually has a lot of cool places going on you know that little Hockley area if you're ever in Nottingham pop to the Hockley area it's um it's a hub of uh, nice little cafes vintage shops uh, restaurants it's got rough trade records um, it's got a nice little cinema it's just nice Snainton vegan market every fortnight on a Saturday that's a lovely little market I had the best ever uh, vegan sausage and egg muffin and it wasn't like a chain it wasn't like a big businessy type it's just a woman who had a stall and she was just knocking them up right there mate on a little griddle pan and it was like I couldn't believe what was happening I was hung over as well it was almost it was like it was like the gods intervened I was hung over Went to the market, saw that this woman was making sausage and egg McMuffins, mate. Got one, sat down, and it was like every bite replenished my soul. And uh, to the point I went up, uh, having finished it, I went back to her stand to thank her for her work. Which is uh, it's nice, but it's sort of, it's the actions of a hungover person, isn't it? You know when you're hungover and you sort of try and act too human when you know to try and almost put people off the scent that you are inside an absolute car crash of a person at that point and you know you're just you're just holding it together and you're sweaty and hot and weird and sad and yeah i want i remember once um making uh the comedian and friend sean walsh cry with laughter because we were we were really hung over together and uh, we were in Melbourne. We got so drunk. We drank, basically, we drank all the way from London to Melbourne. It was the first time we'd ever gone to Australia. And, uh, we, you know, we were being flown out to do comedy and we were just giddy with excitement and we flew together and we just got on it. And this was like we were naughty. We were like vaping on the plane and everything. This was before vaping was big, so that you didn't have the warnings if you're not allowed. So it was also in this weird hinterland of you know the law where actually I think they haven't worked out what to do with it yet so we were vaping and then 
we sort of go, oh, sorry, that was a horrible little noise I just made. Um, we were given a stern talking to. You know, it wasn't like, if you got caught smoking a fag or something on a plane, that is game over. You know, they'd just chuck you out of the, the door. But we um, we were just drunk, man. Everyone was asleep, you know, it's a long flight. I think we were on the second leg from, uh, I mean, maybe Abu Dhabi. And we just, every 15 minutes, we'd press the button. And uh, we'd ask for two more white wines. And that just, we just did that for, you know, 13 hours until we got, we were so pissed and we kept getting told to lower our voices. We weren't like shouting or anything, but we were just talking and laughing a lot. And um, we started getting a whiff. They should, they, I think they got to a point when they did refuse us more, but like for about two hours before that, we were noticing that the wine was not as potent as it should be and we think they were watering them down to try and sort of take the edge off us mm. but yeah then we landed went out straight out mate Can you imagine that bloody 24 hours traveling totally different time zone we just we were so giddy we both just dropped our bags in our hotel rooms showered and just went out on an absolute tear up oh to be young again and anyway after what would probably have ended up being a 36 hour drinking binge we passed out and then the next day we were I'm talking like when you talk hangovers there's different stages there's different there's different leagues of hangover there is I'm throwing up all day uh, or not throwing up you know them hangovers that are sort of you know your new year's day sort of hangover classic wake up feel a bit weird think you might be alright chuck your guts up spend the next three hours every 15 minutes Drinking some water, getting sick, feeling amazing for thirty seconds, and then realizing it's gonna the cycle will continue until it passes, and then you have that lovely moment of realizing you're out of the out of the woods. That's your, sort of your classic bad hangover. There is this stage I found in Melbourne, which is like on a different time zone, absolutely exhausted and weird, and hungover, but not vomiting hungover, hungover to a point of what can I only describe as sort of um, grief-stricken. I remember I remember genuinely feeling like I'd lost a close family member or something. Like I was just really sad, <laughs> really sad. And, uh, yeah, it was just we went out, me and Sean went out in the town. It was really warm and we were like, we need sunshine. We need to just walk to clear our heads. Walked around Melbourne City, first time we'd been there, um, not pissed, obviously, the night before we'd we'd done some mooching but we don't really remember it and yeah uh, we would really hang in but giddy and weird and sort of just trying to act like normal people and we went into a shop where I bought a pay-as-you-go phone to use while in Australia and then I was trying to act all normal while doing some proper daily you know, admin and I sort of gave him my details I signed everything and and then I'd, I'd really nailed it. I'd really sort of, you know, I think I'd, that guy would not have known that I was in pieces. And then at the end of the thing, and it wasn't in like a proper phone shop, it was in like a post office. It was just over a counter I was buying this thing. I um, accidentally put my hand over the counter, shook the salesperson's hand. And it wasn't, you know, when I say salesperson, it was somebody just working the till. And I did that. 
didn't realise what I'd done and as I turned around I saw Sean Walsh doubled over laughing because he'd basically watched me put in an absolute Oscar winning performance of somebody who's not really hung over and then just let the let the mask slip at the final moment. Oh, it was um, very funny. We just created. Yeah, once he started laughing, I started laughing, and we ended up having to leave the shop. Just both, we burst out onto the street crying. Fun times. Wow, I had no idea how I got onto that story. By the way, <laughs> that is. I mean, if ever there's a, a, you know, an example of stream of consciousness I literally cannot remember why that story started I literally tasted this, these coffee beans for the first time said they were good and now we're we're, we're finished we've finished the podcast mm. well what a lovely story um, I'm gonna finish up my coffee but you don't have to listen to that do you you can go about your day I mean I suppose what's the moral of that story just um I don't know, maybe to not worry about what people think. That's today's message. That's why that that story, why we were laughing was because we were trying to act normal and I I didn't. And then it was the embarrassment factor of, this is funny, isn't it? Carl's just shook a stranger's hand over a counter. But the underlying truth is that shouldn't matter. Doesn't matter, does it? Just be nice to people and... uh, don't worry about, you know, doing something embarrassing. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. We're all just living our own lives. That'll do. Enjoy your days. If I don't speak to you, have a good weekend. Um, you know, don't do anything I wouldn't do. Don't try and get one of those hangovers. They're not worth it. Okay, bye.